The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garam Perra columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. We have another interesting one today, the wonderfully named Metal Hawk. It trades under the code MHK or Mike Hotel Kilo. It was last quoted at 22.5 cents for a market cap of 10.5 million. A modest level, I think you'll agree, and uh, which, a level which could surprise when you hear what the company has on the go. Well, hang on, Comsex just telling me it's up a cent to 23.5. They must have known we were talking. Here we go. Metal Hawk joined the list after an oversubscribed 5.5 million IPO at 20 cents a share last November. The premium in the share price to the IPO reflects interest in the quality bunch of gold and nickel sulfide projects assembled by the company in the eastern gold fields and the Albany Fraser region. The company's ground position has attracted the likes of Nickel Group Western Areas, which is also a 6.6 per shareholder, and the booming Chalice is, uh, also has a joint venture with the company. Now, Metal Hawk hit the ground running on listing and has already caught the eye with some early expiration results. It has a big expiration program underway for the rest of the year, and to bring us up to speed with it all, we have Metal Hawk's Managing Director, Will Belbin, with us today. Uh, Will, welcome to the podcast and thanks for your time today. Yeah, good to good to join you, Barry, and and welcome to all the listeners as well. Great. Okay. Well, there's a lot to get through, but as I mentioned, you've got uh, your uh, areas of interest split pretty much between the goldfields and Albany, uh, the Albany Fraser Range, or Albany, as we like to say over here on the east coast. Now, let's start with the goldfields, where the company's five gold nickel projects: Canana East, Emu Lake, Clinker Hill, Blair North, and Queen Victoria Rocks. Canana East, the clear flagship at this stage, 25 kilometres northeast of Kalgoorlie, and bookended to the south by Northern Star's 7 million ounce Canana Bell gold operation, and Poseidon Nichols Black Swan operation, which is uh, being brought back into production next year, I believe. Tell us what you've got there on the gold side of things and the results, date, and the way forward. Yeah, well, Barry, um, well, Canana East um, is our flagship project. It's where we've spent the majority of our. Um, um, funds that since listing we've drilled about 20,000 metres there to date. We're, we're partway through stage two of an of a 8,000 metre air core program. Um, right. We identified the, the prospectivity of this project um, based on um, a, a small amount of drilling that was done about 15 years ago. There's been a remarkable lack of work done on this project. Yeah, given its location. Yeah, that's right. Well, Lion Aura did the last um, drill program out there in 2005. They were exploring for nickel and they um, they um, intersected a, a standout gold um, anomaly of 18 metres at 1.2 grams at the end of an air core hole, which, um, which was never followed up. Um, mm. We identified this as a as a standout target. Um, there's been no drilling along strike for sort of 800 metres. Um, and that's been the focus of our initial exploration efforts. Um, we also um, we also managed to secure Western Areas as a joint venture partner on that project. Um, mm-hmm. They were obviously interested in the nickel sulphide potential of the project. So while they're um, they're 
getting geared up to um, get stuck into nickel sulfide exploration. Uh, we're ticking along the gold um, quite busily at the moment. So that JV, you have the gold rights, they have the nickel rights, is it? Yeah, so the, the JV is over three projects. I mean, because we have a number of projects, um, having a joint venture as such um, enables us to fund exploration and enables us to focus on the gold. Um, Western areas are earning into the nickel rights and all non-gold rights on Emu Lake, Canowna East, and also 100% of the um, 100% of the mineral rights on the Fraser South project, which is a, a longer-term play down down the 8K south of Nova Bollinger. Um, mm -hmm. So the the joint venture structure is um, a seven million dollar spend over five years for Western areas to earn up to 75%. Um, Metalhawk retains gold rights at Canana East and Emu Lake, and additionally, we're also um, free carry to decision to mine. And uh, I was right there, they've sealed the deal, as it were, by uh, taking up an equity position in the company. Yeah, they helped us out with some funding uh, pre-IPO. Um, they put in half a million dollars at 16 cents, and they are now um, they are number one shareholder in the company with about 6.5%. Right, okay. So just to be sure, the forward plant at Canana East, you, you are drilling as we speak? Yeah, so we've, um, we've drilled over 300 holes there. Um, and so all reconnaissance in nature? Pretty wide space with a, mm -hmm. a little bit of follow-up and infill around Little Lake where we've identified some very strong gold anomalies and we've got a, about a 500-metre diameter sort of strike length, although we've still got to work out um, which direction the strike is at this early stage. We're drilling under between 30 and 50 metres of lake clays and, and that's one reason why the historical exploration has been um, so limited. And the, the geochem is is ineffective, but we've um, we've identified some near end of hole anomalies such as four meters at seven grams, um, six meters at two grams, those sorts of numbers, um, and it's it's hanging together really nicely. Mm. As this year unfolds, do you think you'll uh, be able to zero in on uh, work up? Uh, yeah, know? well, Barry, the plan is. Um, Following this stage two of Aircore, we hope to be we hope to be RC drilling out on this project in the next two to three months. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we've got to work out the the um, exact locations of our RC holes, um, and as it's such a broad system, um, you want to you want to get that right. That's when we start spending the dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll have lots of people uh, watching you, that's for sure, given there's uh, lots of hungry mills in that, uh, in that Kalgoorlie, border Kalgoorlie area. Um, just as an aside, uh, any particular issues drilling out on the lake? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, we, um, we conducted a, a fairly short um, lake air core campaign in March. Um, mm -hmm. We had about 40, 45 holes planned. Um, we ended up drilling 28, um, and we had to sort of we had to can a lot of the um, the central holes drilling across the lake because after the February rains it was just mm. um, a lot wetter than expected. However, we we were able to to complete all of our priority holes, which are up at the north um, the northeastern end of the lake edge of the lake, where we've yeah got some really good end of hole anomalies and we're, we're actually going to go back in there and do a bit of infill before we do the RSP. Mm, mm. Um, um, yeah, yeah mm. bad timing and we've had two, we've had this pro project for about two years um, The 
and when we're ready to do a, a lake program, it's been waiting for the rig for months and months, and then you, know, you get this, get this eighty mils of rain two weeks before the program starts. It's oh, a little bit stressful, but we got most of it done. So, mm. so having, having said that, though, exploration on salt pans and uh, mining for that matter is no big deal nowadays. Uh, handled properly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. and anything's anything's possible. Um, uh, it's um, it's certainly a. A, a bit of a logistical challenge if you haven't done it before mm. um and but the guys the contractors are, are very professional and yeah, get the job done mm. just again just as an aside i've always wondered whether there was an, a some sort of association between these salt pans and gold there's a lot of gold under these salt pans. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, yeah that's right yeah have a think about it. i mean most of the most of the sort of top gold deposits are around the state are on the edge of salt lakes mm. Mm. Um, yeah, because I remember, uh, you know, that's how you explore for diamonds in Canada. You know, the erosion of the Kimberlite yep. pipes creates these yep. thousands of lakes, and it's just a matter of going, yep. going along and drilling there. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a, it's also one reason why um, there has been a lack of exploration in certain parts of the world, um, mm. WA especially. That access onto the lakes is is not always that easy. Mm. There's only there's only two or three drilling contractors who actually do lake drilling, so trying to get Hold of those guys at the moment is a challenge in itself. But uh, just along those lines, I was going to ask: uh, Have you got a backlog of uh, assays pending? Um, it hasn't been too bad. The drilling we did in March, we had about a, a three to four week turnaround. Okay. Um, but dropping some samples off at the lab last week, um, the place was just chockers. Um, so yeah, it'll probably be going back to six, six or seven weeks. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, they've certainly got their challenges as well. Okay. Now, as I said earlier, you guys got a lot on the go, so I think it might be good if we move up to um, Gold and Nickel up at uh, Emu Lake, where there's uh, yeah. That's also a joint venture with Western Areas. Yeah, that's right. So Emu Lake's um, a similar size project to Kanana. Um, we've got um, a, a greenstone belt that runs through the project for about what, about fifteen k's of strike length. There, um, there's been very little exploration done on this on this ground. There's been a little bit of drilling to the south, um, which is sort of they've been chasing um, high-grade nickel sulphide, which was extracted jubilee about 20 years ago. Mm. Um, about 10k south of our, our ground, there's a, a prospect called Binti, where there's some very high-grade nickel sulphide that's been intersected. So it's basically saying, yeah, this is a fertile nickel belt, um, and Western areas have identified this and they've identified the opportunity there. There's been very little work done there. Um, they've Seeing this as a um, sort of a blank canvas, they're going to go in with a sort of a recce um, reconnaissance air corps type program initially, and then they can work out where they're going to do their um, electromagnetic surveys and and deeper RC drilling. But um, one of the benefits in having the, the joint venture with these guys is every every hole they drill, they'll be assaying for gold, and um, and we can use that information to um, sort of tap on and expand our knowledge of the belt. Okay, so that yeah, right. So that uh, EM plate modelling they'll be doing that will uh, firm up some targets to be drilled. What later? In yeah, well, months or? they're they've got a heritage survey planned, um, hoping to do in, in May. Um, mm -hmm. As soon as that's all done, they'll be gearing up to start drilling. Um, the plan is for oh, quite a significant air core program up there. Um, they they've got a um, firm up all the the high magnetic units and work out the geology um 
and where they want to focus their high-powered EM. Mm. But um, I'm, I'm expecting a very, um, a very active sort of period up uh, in the next two to three months with those guys. Yeah, well, there's not many guys who know more about nickel in that part of the world than those guys, so it'll be one to watch. Um, they'll be talking about Chalice in a moment, but I was just wondering, do you have an estimate in your head of what sort of uh, expenditure the joint venture partners are doing that uh, obviously you don't have to spend but have exposure to? Yeah, well, it's, properties? It, is, it's, it is early days at the moment, um, but... Um, they do have a they have a minimum expenditure they have to to meet over the first three years. Um, they have to spend three million, which is quite mm. significant, mm. and they have to spend one and a half on, on the three project combined before they can pull out. Mm, um, okay. The Fraser South project is a, is going to be a bit of a slow burn early on. Um, they've got to get um, a number of approvals. There's still only two of the tenements down there granted at the moment, so. Hmm. Um, it's very early days. There's been virtually no work down there. It's all undercover. Hmm. And, and I guess that's one of the things they, they like about the project. Yeah, for sure. Okay, now off to Albany, Fraser Range now, where you've got the exciting Viking Gold project in a joint venture with Chalice of all companies, uh, two and a half billion bucks now on the basis of the uh, Jewelamar nickel copper palladium discovery up uh, north of Perth there. Didn't think they'd have time to uh, keep exploring on the... Uh, these sort of uh, projects, but uh, you've signed them up on Viking. What's uh, what's the story background story on Viking? Yeah, well, we signed we signed with Chalice before we were listed before they discovered Jewelamar. Um, we, oh, well we should have asked for a few. <laughs> we should have asked for a few shares in the um, in the deal. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, Chalice have um, have progressed that tenement through granting um, that they should be drilling out there in the next couple of months. Um, Viking was discovered about um, only about 10 years ago by Anglo. It was a regionally very significant discovery just out of Norseman. Mm. Um, They were looking for another Tropicana. They had thousands of square k's of tenure. Um, They had some very good success at the Viking Gold Project. At the time, they thought, well, this isn't going to be a multi-million ounce Mm. um, Tropicana. Um, They moved it on. Um, Genesis did some good work in the following few years. They built on some of the prospects that um, the Anglo had had defined, um, mm. and, and there is some very high grade gold mineralisation there, and, that, and that's why Chalice are so interested, right? Um, mm. And yeah, you've got you've got a, some six like six metres at sixty four grams gold from about fifty metres down hole, wow. um, and you've got a zone of high grade super gene gold, which is laterally very con- continuous, mm-hmm. um, and this had very little drilling, has had no drilling at depth to, to work out where all this gold's coming from. So, I mean, it's a very exciting story and we're mm. looking forward to an, an active drilling campaign out there in the in the, sort of, in the f- next few months. Okay. Uh, so you manage that? No, Chalice are managing that, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. which is, um, we have mentioned, yeah, if you guys are too busy, we're happy to, to take it on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, they they really like this project and um, they can see great potential. Well, they're meant to be pretty busy over here in Victoria looking for some. Oh, they are. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. everywhere. Um, they do have a good team of geos. They know the guys there pretty well, and um, I think they'll they'll do the right thing and give it a good crack. Now, in within that Albany Fraser Range region, you've clustered in these Norseman East Gold projects. What's the story there? Yeah, so Norseman East is a tenement we acquired. Um, 
uh, a little under a year ago. Um, it sits immediately to the northeast of um, Pantoro's um, oh, uh, open, mm -hmm. open pit, um, some of their open pit developments um, and resource, unmined resources. Um, the tenement is still in application. We're expecting it to be granted in the, in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it, there's been very little work done um, on the southern part of the lease, which is um, covered by shallow lakes and, and those sorts of things. But um, there's, a, yeah, there's great potential there for some open pitable high-grade gold and we've just got to get out there and do some drilling. Mm -hmm. So it's very exciting. It's, yeah, it's literally a few kilometres from um, some of Pantoro's resources. And it's mm -hmm. very, very accessible, a nice little project to um, have in the pipeline for sure. Yeah, okay. Is the old Norseman mine still good? Yeah, once owned by WMC? Well, well, that's Pantoro at the moment. They've got a um, – they've oh, got, okay. yep. they're managing that. They've got a 50% stake in that. Um, the mill's getting rebuilt. Uh, um, yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um, so, it's yeah, it's a valuable piece of ground. Yeah, sorry, I should have remembered that's now Pantoro. But uh, I think I'm right in saying it. I think it's – is it the oldest continuous gold mine in Australia? That's awesome. probably right, yeah, mm. since the horse tripped on a nugget. It's never had more than two years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's never had two more than two years of reserves ahead of it, but it uh, just keeps going. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Now, you've got you've got a big portfolio. Um, yep, so I'm just wondering the yep. strategy, what the strategy is over time. Do you, you intend focusing in on, on some key projects? When you touched on the, the, Chalice, pro, the Chalice Joint Venture, I mean, mm. it's, it's good that they're managing that. Um, mm -hmm. And I think... Having these joint ventures in place um, makes us um, yeah. en enables us to fund exploration across our entire portfolio, which is mm -hmm. is quite comprehensive. Um, you've always mm -hmm. got to have something in the pipeline. Um, our goldfields projects, which are all granted tenements, um, are providing us with with the workflow and the news flow where we've got um, we've got programs sort of lined up over the next six to twelve months. These these southern projects, Norseman East. Um, Chalice is only just been, oh, sorry, um, Viking's only just been granted. Um, one of the Fraser South tenements has just been granted. I mean, these these are sort of things that are coming along. They'll be they'll be um, adding to the news flow over the next sort of one to two years, if you like, mm, um, yeah. or, or longer. Um, Western areas obviously see a, they've got a long term interest in in this um, these three projects that they're earning into. So um, we've certainly got enough to do, but um, with the joint ventures, yeah, we can do it. Mm. Yeah, the pipeline of project strategy uh, uh, stuck out for me. Uh, very similar to what Rumble Resources, who just had that major success uh, uh, yeah. at Irahidi, yeah. north of Waluna. Same yeah, thing, um, four or five, 100% uh, managed and operated, and then three or four joint ventures. And uh, yeah. uh, put yeah. them under scrutiny every now and then, turf out the ones that don't come up and Focus on the ones yeah. that are, and then replenish and bingo. That's um, right. Well, the plan is to be rational, mm. um, and the the plan is also to to look after our shareholders, so we don't have to raise more money and and dilute them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and and the work that we're doing is is low cost exploration. Um, it's um, I mean, we're looking for new discoveries, so we're we're not drilling kilometre deep diamond holes under mm. an old mine sort of thing. We're looking for new discoveries that will have greater um greater leverage for our shareholders mm. and, and that that's sort of what gets me out of bed every morning and um, that's the most exciting part of this job mm. 
Yeah, that, that was the other thing that uh, stood out for me too, that you're kind of uh, frontier areas in old provinces, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I guess it's a, it's a theme with most of our projects. They're, they're all very underexplored. Mm, okay. um, and and they're, the, they're the ones that I sort of like to go after and see the opportunity there. Well, with a market cap of what, 10 and a half, maybe 11 today, um, lots of leverage to exploration success. So with that, um, I'm going to say thanks for your time today, Will, and all the best with it. Exciting story. Yeah, thanks a lot, Barry. Good to chat. And thanks, everyone, for listening in.